0: Welcome to BizBytes brought to you by Calm Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And I have a, a really fascinating guest with me today, Simone, who's going to introduce herself in a moment. We've got to know each other over the past year a little bit in, in participating in some forums that I run. And uh, her views are always really interesting. And she brings a, a lot of uh, uh, business acumen to it from a different from a different perspective. So I'm going to let Simone, you want to introduce yourself and what your business actually does.
1: Thanks, Anthony. Uh, my name is Simone Pentis. Um I am the founder and managing director of Advantage Partners Lawyers, uh, which I founded over 15 years ago now. Uh, we only do business law, uh, focusing on you know, business setups, shareholder arrangements, contracts, the dealings that you have in business, as well as a particular specialty in intellectual property and franchising. Now, for me, the big thing that underlies everything I do is I love being a part of creating something. So that's where our firm sort of focuses on. We want to be partners with our clients. We want to help them find that advantage to actually grow and create a business that they're proud of, but also lets them have the dreams that they want for their business and their personal dreams that are connected to that. So it's part of that being being a part of something. And that's where I suppose even the name came from originally.
0: I, I love it because it's it's so not what you expect from from a lawyer. Um, you yeah. know that, that whole idea of of cre- creativity and law just doesn't seem to mix all that all that well as a general rule. So so how did you you know is that something that that dates back to you know early days for you that that idea of of mixing those two things?
1: Well, my earliest memory was probably when I was I was younger than eight. And I had just finished doing all my fashion designs with highlighters because, you know, it was the... Uh, of course. eighties. Um, and I gave it to my grandmother and she looked at it and said, no, nah, we need a lawyer in the family. So <laughs> that is one of my earliest memories. Um, I've got all my families have been generally small business owners. So I've been raised amongst that sort of importance of, you know, creating a business to feed your family, to create, you know, a life that supports your family and lets you achieve your goals. And so I've always understood, I suppose, the the angst, the the joy, everything goes with having a small business and feeling connected to that. My mother at one stage uh, ran her own gallery. So it's, uh, I've got, you know, a father who's quite analytical, who's a doctor, a mother who was... Um, you know, a gallery owner and a teacher at different times. So I suppose the families around me have, uh, you know, influenced where I am. And I remember when I went to start my journey of after finishing high school, uh, my father said to me, look, he knew I loved business. He knew I was intrigued with business, creating something, being a part of something. And he said to me, look, you don't have to become a lawyer, but it's a good business background. And then I did my law degree and I just loved it. I found the area I could excel in. Um, you know, some of my personality traits um, of you know maybe being a bit argumentative <laughs> and potentially a bit stubborn um, worked quite well. And analytical, um, I'm a trekkie, so I love that logical, analytical sort of situation as well as creating something and imagining something.
0: By the way, by so, the way, you're the first person I know that's admitted to being a trekkie, but I'll back you up there. I'm I'm also very much into that. So, but yes,
1: not Star Wars. To make very clear.
0: Oh no, I like both. So maybe call me crazy. I like
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just, uh, as I said when I first got into law, it's i able to sort of mix my business love um and a bit of creative comes in that because you're working with business owners and having come from a family of business owners you understand the background to it and the importance of commerciality and then when I was practicing law I worked for you know some law firms which gave me a lot of experience and ability to work directly with people and then later on uh, I actually was in-house counsel with a few different companies And I think that gives you a different perspective as as well, because you're actually in the client's office. You're seeing things as they happen. You see if they take your advice and if if they take your advice, fantastic. You see where it goes. If they don't take your advice, you're still there. You still got to deal with it. And you know exactly what because they can't just hide it around. You're walking around, you see what's happening. So um, I think all those factors have guided me as I've grown as a business person and a lawyer. And for me, uh, it was a situation of, I suppose, mixing my loves of business and law together, which is where when I grew my firm and established my firm, it was that idea of focusing on what I did well and what I enjoyed, which was working with business owners, having long-term relationships and just being a part of something. Um, There's probably also one of the reasons why franchising in particular became one of my specialties. Because with that area, a lot of the clients do become long-term clients. I've got a number of franchisee clients where, I mean, I've got two at the moment, for example, who are in their fifth store with me. Right. Um, I've done five with them over the years. Um, I've got others who are just one and others who are two, three, four. And then I've got a number of franchise or clients where they're in Australia or overseas. Um, and then I've got clients who aren't in franchising at all, but it still is that we want to create something. We want to, We're proud of it. We want to create it. Um, and just being a part of that is something I've just I just loved happening I, l- I
0: love the I love the story the influence of family is so huge right it's it's um and and, and I love the fact that you go back to being eight and having that having that moment <laughs> and it's it's amazing to me how many incidental conversations and i and i don't know if you ever had the opportunity to go back to her and and, and talk about that as being any any kind of influence but it's it, it it i know i have flashes of conversations i had with my my grandparents that have uh, have long since passed away that have had such a significant influence and i often wonder whether those conversations were very just throwaway lines that they didn't think anything more of it or whether they were they were aware of planting some, some seeds that, that um, have bared fruits, you know, many, many years later as well. So it's, it's, it's just uh, amazing what the impact of that is. And, uh, and and I think it's, 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 it's wonderful how you brought two things together, which do traditionally fight with one another, that creativity and the, and, and the law, but how, having that business background and even, you know, from family is, is, it's a huge influence, isn't it? Because when you see people in business and you would have felt that, I imagine when you were working for other people, that not having that element of control that you have as an entrepreneur, it's hard when you're used to that as an upbringing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was the eldest um, child um, in my family. And, uh, and at one stage I was sort of the eldest and the cousins that were living around us, but yeah, uh, I think, as I said, it's, it's interesting when you reflect back and, you know, there are things my grandparents unfortunately have passed on a number of years now. Um, I, I I do sometimes wonder, my grandmother was quite savvy and she was a business person herself. So maybe it was trying to plant that seed. Uh, otherwise, maybe my drawings and my designs really were too much for her. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, look, yeah, I think it's, we've, with so many opportunities, out in this world and even more so in today's society than there's ever been um, and you can create what you want uh, it may not be exactly where your dreams are or where you want to go but you can move towards it and for me I suppose that's also guided me as I've grown the business over the last 15 years to sort of stand firm on certain principles um, where there's been opportunities to possibly make um, increase my business um, if I did certain areas but it wasn't aligned with my values or where I wanted to go. And so I focused on, this is the area I'm good at. This is the area I enjoy. This is where I focus my time. And then the importance of developing relationships with others who are good at what they do because they spend the time getting, not just to understand the technicalities, but the practicalities. And I think that's, what's also helped me grow is that I just don't focus on the technicalities. I focus on technicalities and the practicalities, because if you don't bring both together um you're not going to achieve your goals. And I suppose that's also where the creativity can sometimes come in because you just can't read something and interpret it straight away. You need to actually reflect of the factors around you and the goals. Yes. And it's you know, it's finding where can you achieve the goals but also meet certain minimum requirements or minimum standards. Uh, and as I said it's it's getting also to know those people who are great at what they do and being able to develop relationships to, one, help support you in your growing journey of your business and personal, but also what you really want is you want your clients to be successful. At the end of the day, you really, really want your clients to be successful. One, particularly because, you know, it's good for your business. Mm -hmm. Reality is. if Absolutely. Very good for your business. And also because if you're passionate about what your business is, the whole idea is to help others. And so for them being successful, it validates yourself as well as your business. And it's just it's just a rewarding feeling to know that you've actually helped someone achieve their goals or dreams, to be a part of that. Um, and if you're someone who enjoys long term relationships with people, it's you you go along that journey and you become to sometimes provide the advice you need to provide, you need to understand the person. Mm-hmm. And when you understand, you can you not just understand what their goals are but they're often their feelings and the reasonings behind that um so you know that's again one of the areas where I focused is I can do that and it gives me validation in what I do personally um as well as I believe brings an extra light to what I do to help them but also again there's nothing better than seeing your clients succeed because it's just that feeling of not only have you helped them but seeing some someone's success should encourage you to actually you know want to create more success for them and as well as for yourself.
0: yes it's 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 such an important thing isn't it we can lose sight of that sometimes as business owners and you go through the mechanics of things and not actually, uh, not actually delivering with purpose and and realizing the joy that that brings, you know. There's, uh, it's uh, it was asked of me the other day, or you know, in, in a group that was asked the question of what's the the uh, the biggest win that you've had in business, and and I would argue that the biggest win is is the most recent win that you've had with a client, no matter how big or small it might be, you know. When I get a client that says they love you know this that's been done and the reaction has been fantastic, that's a that's as big a win as, you know, uh, as someone else, uh, you know, winning a major award or whatever it might be. Uh, and I think that's, it's, it's important to, to keep a, an eye on that. And I love that, that you're all about relationship building as well, because again, you know, most people, I think when they think of of needing a lawyer, particularly in business, you, you kind of think, well, there's either something bad that's going on. There's an employee contract, or it's kind of a, um, you know, trademarking and those sort of traditional areas, but what you do goes beyond all of that, doesn't it, and it's establishing those relationships with businesses?
1: Well, because we want to have long-term relationships and because our goal really is to create. So what the focus is, again, to understand where you're at to help you go where you want to go. And so the area I've focused on is, okay, well, one, how do we make sure that you understand, okay, these are the potential options? Secondly, what are the steps to achieve those potential options? And then thirdly, how can we protect it so that you are going to achieve the end goal? So it's it's that situation, I suppose, of give those different stages of working through something. So it's not usually, I mean, I do get people ring me up, I've got a problem. Can you fix it? Of Urgent. course. And I had a few ones this year which it was, um, you know, not the fun, best time for anyone involved. Um, And it's not something that I love doing, to be honest, because I want to help them. I want them to do well. So when they've had a problem and they've had to come to me, it's, well, okay, let's let's get this done. Let's fix you up. So then you can go back to focusing on where we want you to focus, which is the future and achieving goals. So occasionally I'll have those matters where I've got to, for example, get someone out of a contract or negotiate (laughs) arrangement or a few things like that. But more often than not, most of my clients are coming to me because they're excited because they're about to purchase a business, excited because they're about to sell a business and go to the next venture, or they're actually getting investors into the business and want to make sure they're protected, get the intellectual property protected, or in particular with the franchising, it's I've got a business, it's doing well, I want to take it to the next stages. Um so it's it's usually sort of I'm when I'm getting called in it's more to what opportunities are out there, Simone? Or am I protected to be able to achieve the goals? Or how do I even go about achieving this goal? So I've sort of taken the firm more in that direction of looking at how can we create opportunities or how can we grab or protect the opportunities rather than um, being someone who's come because, of, you know, the big problem that's come up. I mean, we still deal with the problems, but generally our goal is to take steps so we don't have those problems Um, Or if they do happen, we're able to resolve them pretty quick. And again, that's why I suppose that when I've grown the business, I've sort of said, okay, this is area of law, we're not touching. This area of law, these are the experts, I'll develop really good relationships with you so that I know you're the expert in it, you do it on a daily basis, you do it more effectively and efficiently, you're commercial, so I know you'll work well with me, you'll work well with my clients, and I'll get you to do what you specialize in, and I'll do what I specialize in.
0: I'm intrigued as well in that when does the When do people, well, I suppose there's a difference between when do people seek you out initially versus when would you like them to seek you out? Because I think that it's sort of a twist on a question that I ask a lot of business owners is, is there an aha moment that businesses have in working with you that you wish other business owners knew in advance so that they didn't have to wait that long for that aha moment? And it's kind of that, you know, because I imagine that the, the first instinct to use you is either a problem or, you know, something that's traditional? So when, when is the ideal engagement?
1: Well, I think it's, look, it depends on what area we're talking about as well. But generally, it's when you want to take the next step or when you're just about to take the next step. For me, your foundations. My best clients and the ones that we have the most success with are the ones who realise foundations are important and We want a solid foundation. So the earlier I get involved is usually the best outcome because in that situation, there's been some times where a client was going to go in a direction where I would have, if they come back to me when they started going through the process, they would have had to take steps back and lost a bit of money because when they came to me, they realised that wasn't the way they should be going. Either it wasn't the most effective way or it was definitely not the way they can go. Um, so for me, I suppose it's because my clients are generally business owners or people about to set up or buy or buy a business, it's usually as soon as you get the inclination you want to either buy a business or as soon as the inclination you want to take your business to the next level, even if you're not sure what's available or opportunities out there. We often have done strategy sessions where we're just focused on saying, okay what is your goals now, five years and 10 years? Okay, let's now look at where you're going and let's try and work out a bit of a strategy plan. And you don't have to take those steps, but you've now got, these are my options and these are the initial steps if I want to go that way and these are the risks if I don't do that. So for me, it's as early as possible when you're sort of taking the step of creating a business or wanting to take your business to the next level. Um, Because again, that's when you've got the best opportunity to actually understand their goals and start creating a path that will help them achieve that more effectively and efficiently because I said um, it it was always better later than, you know, better now than later. Um, I actually today had to update um, with my uh, marketing girl uh, newsletter and it was interesting. That was one of the things we were commenting in our marketing for next month was, you know, the best time is always now. Um, The earlier you do it is always the better, but you know, taking a foundation approach, even if you just do a small step towards it, so you have a general understanding of things, it just it can save you so much money and pain later on. Um, and and sometimes when I've been dealing with areas, um, you know, we've still, we've helped the client either overcome an issue or do what they were going to do, but because they delayed the process, it meant that there was probably more angst and more cost than if we'd actually started the foundation strong from the word go.
0: There's a great model for that, which really just talks about drift and how easy it is in, in so many aspects of business that um, the longer you wait to take advantage of an opportunity, the further you drift away from where you could have been at the same point in time. And I think at a, at, at a time when uh, so many people are I guess uh, anxious or, or not willing to make decisions at the moment, that's an easy, uh, an easy trap to fall into. And uh, I definitely, you know, heed that advice. And I think it applies to not just, you know, your business, but it applies to so many businesses as well, that um, you've really got to question sometimes why people are hesitating. And uh, I think it's, it's when you've got an idea in your head that there may be some possibilities for something, It's such a good time to start engaging and talking about it at that point because at least you can get some clarity from the beginning and working towards something.
1: It doesn't have to be a big investment of your time or money. It can be just literally let's just set aside an hour to look at, um, you know, work out where we are, where we could potentially go. And then, you know, if you start taking little steps towards achieving it, you know, you'll get that wheel moving faster and faster the more you do. But um, as I said, for some clients, it's been, we've have literally done a strategy session where we just looked at things. And then sometimes I've taken steps straight, straight away. Other times, one year, two years down the track, I get the phone call. You remember that conversation we did or, you know, that session we did, you know, that period of time? Guess what? I'm raring to go now. So it doesn't mean you have to move things. And it's it's hard when you're, I think this is one of the things I can also reflect on from being both raised by small business owners, um, but also having my own business is, you know, the realities of business, particularly small businesses in Australia. Australia, I think we're a very entrepreneurial country. We love business, but there's very different types and levels of business. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting a business that's smaller or wanting a business that's bigger. What's important is what you're needing, what you're wanting for your goals. And others, you know, criteria isn't really essential for you it's what are your needs what is your criteria are you meeting that and and it's also sometimes just what are the opportunities out there and if you don't want to take them fine but you know don't just ignore the opportunities or be unaware of what's out there because I had this discussion with another business owner a while ago where I said to them look you don't have to be that she was happy being a small business and I said that's fine that's fine but you know be aware of what's out there because you could be creating Extra income without doing any additional work, you could be creating extra income streams or just creating more efficiencies. And so that's where it's just be aware out there because you don't have to change what you do. But if there are opportunities for you to grow that are things that are aligned with your needs, you know, if don't throw away at least the opportunity to be aware of what's out there. Um, and Uh, I suppose that's for me even, you know, as a business owner, I've gone through a journey as a lawyer and as a business owner, um, particularly after COVID and during COVID. It made us, I think, reflect on a lot of factors. Um, And as you grow and, you know, you've experienced so much more things, you understand the grey areas that sometimes come into our lives. And I think that's made me both a better lawyer as well as a better business person and probably just a better person having that growth um, of factors I've learnt over the years.
0: I think we could talk for for a lot longer about all of this stuff, but uh, I know we both have to, to wrap things up here. Uh, I wanted to say what was really interesting to me in all of this as well, that you started by talking about um, being a creator and as a lawyer. And I think um, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, it's been it's brought into every aspect of what you talk about. and I really love that because it really does separate your business and the story behind your business and what you're trying to do with other businesses from I, I guess uh, other law firms that I've encountered in the past. So um, kudos to that and thank you for being a part of of bizbites and uh we look forward to having uh i guess uh, hopefully you as a guest again in the future but also uh to the many more uh viewers and sorry listeners i should say and uh and episodes that we've got coming up in the future
1: thank you anthony for inviting me and um, i definitely look forward to our further conversations
0: biz bites is brought to you by com together for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand engage audiences on multiple platforms, go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.